0: <clears throat> and hello to all the people that I know who are out here, and those that I don't know, I will get to know. And, and thank you for your uh, participation in uh, in the emergency shelter partnership, uh, which has been just a fantastic thing. And uh, I want to talk a little bit about the partnership itself, but tell you a little bit more about. Uh, how we got there. And, and it's a little story, you just have to bear with me, but it's one of my favorite stories because it stars me, okay? <laughs> um, I am, by profession, a pharmacist, by avocation a court watcher, a substance abuse uh, person, and uh, a little bit of a detective. Uh, so I, I, I took care of the pharmacy part and drug part of my life, and I moved on to another part, which, which I've done. Uh, and through the pharmacy, I got involved with substance abuse, helping people. And, uh, and, and through that, I got involved with the courts. And through the courts, I eventually got involved with Uh, one of the programs, uh, the Homeless Shelter. I do a court watch, and what that involves is, and I've been doing it since 1986, going into courts, monitoring for them, see what kind of cases are coming up, and how it reflects. If you want to find out anything about a community, if you go to the local court and spend a little time there, you'll know just about everything that goes on there. Uh, over the years, when we looked took the calendars, we found out that in about September through April and May, we were seeing a lot of cases that involved breaking into cars, sleeping in cars, sleeping in doorways. Um, be, being out uh, in parks overnight, uh, in cemeteries overnight, under bridges overnight, uh, and this, and, I, and with my council, the drug council, we, we talked about it and said it, it looks like it is a homeless pro- problem, but we really have to substantiate it if we want to do something about it. So we took that information, went to the police chief, and, he, and he, he said, yeah, there is a problem. We went to Neighbors Link, and they said, yes, there, there are a lot of people who are homeless who are sleeping out. Um, we got the state police to do flyovers and, at night, and they would find these blue tarps out in the woods, out in Leonard Park, out in the cemeteries, on the bridges where people were living in these really cold months. And then the coup de grace, what really convinced us that is that since about 1999, almost every single winter, there was a person who was turning up dead from exposure to the, to, to the elements, always in, in the winter months. and. Uh, a group of us decided that this is really something, as a community, we should not tolerate. And uh, you say, well, well, okay, what do we do with this information? And we went to, uh, to the, uh, this is the drug council, we went to the Northern Westchester Clergy Association, which is a, a, a group of, of pastors and rabbis and priests who gather once a month or every three months And uh, we felt that this—we felt that this is a good place to start. We we have a real problem, community problem, that needs social people involved, and uh, we we, we did that. And then uh, I spoke before them. There was probably about 16 or 18 members of the clergy there, and one of the clergymen, his name is Paul Alcorn, who's from the. Bedford Presbyterian Church. He said, "You know what? This is really something that everyone, we all, should get behind." Initially, we had a plan that was going to be uh, the um, the church was going to uh, house for one week uh, any of the any of the um, homeless that we had. Um, We had the first night, we decided we're gonna meet at the police station. We're gonna ask them to come to the police station, and um, we would take them to the church. We had about five or six churches and synagogues that initially wanted to belong. Um, And this was a huge leap of faith faith for clergy people to take that say, okay, we're gonna open up our church or our synagogue to house people that we don't even know, who may be whatever, and who who may have a criminal background, but um, the only thing we do know about them is they are homeless. We wanna make sure that they are drug-free, that they're alcohol-free, and they'll be supervised when when we can. So initially, we had, I think, four or five churches uh, who, who signed on, And we met at the police station and for obvious reasons. We wanted to make sure that we didn't get any any people who were under the influence of of anything. And we we felt that at least they would show up sober, which they did. Uh, Initially, we had maybe four people, three or four people, uh, who came and we went to the house of worship made a dinner for them, we met at nine o'clock. We had maybe these four or five people, we we, we, uh, gave them, we got sleeping bags from the Red Cross, they volunteered to do that, and, and cots. We gave them a hot dinner. Next morning, we drove them back to the police station, and uh, gave, we gave them the re- breakfast, drove them back to the police station, and said, we'll be back here at nine o'clock, to pick you up again. That was in the end of 2004. We finished our sixth year now doing this. We're starting our seventh year. We have, um, over the winter, we have seen as many as 30 people. We house uh, house, uh, four or five women of those. Uh, They are all community residents, community being uh, Mount Kisco from Armonk, uh, where, where a, a temple houses them, up through Katona and, and, and uh, Pound Ridge and Bedford Hills. Those, all of those towns around here, and the people are not Mount Kisco only people. They are from Chappaqua and all those other towns that we talked about. Uh, We've now, like I say, this is our seventh season doing it. The way it works now, I'll give you briefly tell you, we pick them up at nine o'clock at the police station. Mondays, uh, on Tuesdays and Thursdays, the Boys Club keeps, keeps their facilities open. We bring everybody up there for showers, and, and um, then we bring them to, to, the, uh, to the House of Worship. Uh, people in the, in the um, fellowship make them a nice meal, a very good, hearty meal. They get to socialize and, and talk a little bit and mix with people. Uh, young people come and serve, make doilies, whatever, and, and, and talk things and, and placemats, and things like that, which is very important. I think it's very important that. That the young people get to see uh, what a community is really like, you know. I just heard that one. They just said one in seven people uh, are are um, on, under poverty uh, role now in this country. that's, that's a huge amount. It's sad. It's a huge amount. But and so it's important to see. This is your community. There's good and there's bad. You know. This was a uh, a lot of a lot of the people who say are Hispanics. As Carola said, this was a, a community that people wanted to keep visible during the day so they could use them and, you know, and make them invisible at night. You know. um, we, we see 30, up to 30 people a night. We, we had a little van that we were shuttling people around with that, uh, that Red Cross had given us. We no longer have, we have it, but it's, it's not effective I and mean, we have too many people. So uh, we, we're starting now, we just bought a bus, a yellow school bus, and if you get to see it, it says uh, Emergency Shelter Partnership on it, and it's gonna be uh, painted up a little bit by some of the people at uh, Neighbors Link. So you'll, you'll, be see, you'll be seeing it at night or in the, early in the morning for that. Um, we kept this program under wraps for a long, long time because we didn't want people from all over coming up here. And, and it was respected. That we have not had any trouble with people breaking the rules or, or being intoxicated or, or doing anything they shouldn't do. The groups have proved to be very self-policing. If they know that somebody may be uh, under the influence of something, they will talk to that person and me, tell him he cannot come if he's like that. And they, they see each other during the day, so it's uh, they know. So everyone has been very respectful of the thing and very, very appreciative. And uh, I want to just end by telling the Drug Council, of which I am, my other thing, we're having on October 6th at 5.30 at the library, we're, 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 we're sponsoring a thank you all of the congregations, to all of the people we invited. We have uh, about 15 houses of worship uh, plus a few other organizations who have participated and done this. So I would like to invite everybody. It's gonna. It's, we're, we're having a uh, buffet dinner up at the library, the upstairs, the, the new big hall there. Um, and we're going to give out certificates to each different parish and the fellowship here to to thank you all for making it such a success, this program. So I'll end by saying thank you, thank you very much.